My passion is the fight for freedom. My father fought for World War II defending our country. Today, we are no longer fighting with guns. Instead, we are fighting an ideological battle for control of our country by contributing to causes that support your constitutional rights. I am Patriot Mobile. That was a shooting gallery up there. I could hear the tremble in his voice. She suffered a fairly severe beating. The, the video is, is pretty graphic. Justice for us seems almost impossible. It's not fun to watch somebody die, and they knew she was in mortal peril. They have not asked the hard questions. Why was the Capitol intentionally unsecure that day? The FBI had information about security concerns before January 6th. They're out for blood, and they're getting it. They appear to be winning. Were the actions of the Capitol Police out of line? Were there violations in use of force? Now I describe it as an inside job. I'm ready to do whatever God calls me. There's an old Chinese saying my ancestors learned before the Communist Party took over our country. The family is the essential unit of human society and that you must have honor and defend your family. But it's not always easy to do. When the regime gives the order, you have to kill. My heart was pounding. I felt my body bouncing and twisting on the floor. They put numbers on our shoulders, then separated us into rows of even and odd numbers. I was number nine. My brother, he is still in prison. And my sister, she was sent to a labor camp without a trial. But there's one piece of evidence they haven't been able to destroy yet. everything behind. If I can't expose what they did to us, then all of our suffering would be for nothing. Welcome to Chosen Generation with your host, Pastor Greg Young. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should shew forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. And now, chosen generation, where no topic is off limits, and everything is filtered through biblical glasses. And now, here's your host, Pastor Greg.
And welcome back to Children's Generation Radio, where no topics off limits and everything filtered through biblical glasses. Hour number two. Thank you so much for being here. I know you have a choice in where you can listen each and every day, and I thank you for keeping it tuned here to Children's Generation Radio. Well, I'm uh, I'm very pleased to welcome uh, my next guest to the program. Uh, he is a uh, longtime and well-respected commentator, uh, political commentator. Uh, he is also a, a negotiations expert and a best-selling author of 10 books, including uh, the new book, The War on Whites. I want to welcome Ed Brodow. Uh, Ed Brodow, correct? No, it's Brodo. Brodo. I said it right the first time. You know, there's a site. I found a site on the Internet that says, how do you pronounce Brodo? And they pronounce it incorrectly. <laughs> But it's Brodo, like uh, Frodo. Got it. Got it. Excellent. Excellent. Well, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just stick with Ed. Is that okay? That works. All right. Excellent. Excellent. Well, Ed, welcome to the program. Thanks for being with me today. It's always a pleasure. So let, let's, let's talk about this, this particular topic. I mean, this is, this is, it's interesting because... Here we have right a couple of white guys talking about a war on whites, and and the political left is going nuts. The the you know the politically correct would be calling us all kinds of 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 horrific names, but your goal is is to debunk all of that. That's exactly right. Debunk it and make people aware of it. And the reason people should read the war on whites. The biggest reason is that the media won't report on what's going on. They, sure. they don't tell us that there's a, that there's an inquisition against white people, but it's quite obvious everywhere you look in the society that uh, white people are being demonized and suppressed, and uh, it, it's really you know the interesting thing is people know we normally think of racism as being whites being racist against blacks, but now the tables have been turned. Now, whites are being bullied racially. Whites are demonized. And uh, I've become a uh, a defender of white people. I never thought, you know, 20 years ago, I never would have believed I would say this. But in the current environment, uh, we have to defend white people. White people have have done some wonderful things in this country, and they don't deserve the uh, reputation that the left is trying to inflict on on us. they have this thing called critical race theory, yeah, which which says that all white people are racists, oppressors. All of us were oppressors, and all black people are helpless victims. So the war on whites is not only bad for whites; it's bad for blacks because it forces them or attempts to force them into a position of saying, I, "I'm a helpless victim. I can't control my own life." That's a terrible thing to lay on somebody. So this, this whole war on whites uh, is insidious uh, from top to bottom. Well, and it, and it stirs up anger and animosity, you know, as well. I mean, you're teaching children that they should judge predicated on the color of skin and that they should literally hate predicated on the color of skin. And, and I don't understand how they can do that and, and, and really get away with it, Ed. Well, that's the amazing thing. The left has taken over the educational system. And not only are these kids being told to, to hate based on color, the white kids are being told to hate themselves. 
Sure. You have four and uh, five and six year old kids coming home and telling their parents, the teacher told me that I'm a flawed person, that I'm evil because I'm white. And then the kids are crying. What a terrible thing to do. This is happening all over the country. Now, you know, the, 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 the other argument that they say is they say, well, you know, but yeah, but this is, this is what, you know, was done. Every, every, every black child was, was told a hundred years ago, however many years ago it was that, uh, that 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 they are that they were all bad. So so it's just uh, we're we're just making it equal. Well, this is a fallacy with a lot of the thinking that says you know black that that white people are evil. You you don't correct one one wrong by create you know by creating another wrong. You don't eliminate racism by having more racism. And uh, what what these people fail to recognize uh, is the the tremendous. Uh, changes that have taken place in the last 60 years. So maybe, uh, you know, in 1950, you could say that we have systemic racism against black people, but you can't say that today. Uh, the Civil Rights Act was passed in 1964. Uh, we've had immense changes. And in, in my book, The War on Whites, I deliberately uh, quote leading black thinkers like Thomas Sowell, uh, Bob Woodson, uh, these they all say the same thing, and that is that there is no such thing anymore as as systemic racism in this country and white privilege. It's all things are different now, and the people who are saying that it still exists are are simply either, either they're lying or they're in ignorance of, of what has taken place in the last sixty years. Isn't isn't there also you know I I'm I'm of Italian descent, and when my relatives came over to Eureka, Nevada, they came over as indentured servants because they had to pay off the the fare that was paid for them to come over, and they worked in the coal mines in Eureka to to have to pay that debt off. And there were conclaves of Italians and Irish and Scott. I mean, all every nationality to a degree had to kind of come together uh, initially to kind of carve out their own space in America. Is am I? Am I... Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you go ahead, please. Oh, I mean, the Italian, the history of Italians in this country. Uh, they were discriminated against, and there were lynchings of Italians. And uh, people thought Italians were were the lowest of the low. And same thing happened with the Irish. I mean, look at the, the movie Gangs of New York. You can see what happened to the Irish when they first came here, and and the Jews and the Hispanics. So uh, people who think that blacks are the only ones who've been discriminated against, uh, they're missing the whole the big picture. Uh, everybody has had. A history of, of discrimination, and uh, but it's in the past. Slavery is in the past. It's 150, 160 years ago. That's ancient history. We have to deal with what we have today. And today, in, in 2023, we have a very different country. Uh, you see that everywhere. You, know, you, you just turn on the TV, and you see all the blacks that are featured on TV commercials. Yeah. You never saw that before. Mm -hmm. I, it's just it's one indication of how the country uh, ha, has done everything possible to to bring minorities into the fold. And uh, I, I say that white people did this. 
white people enacted the civil rights legislation. They didn't have to do that, but it was the right thing to do, and they did it. And what are they getting in return? Contempt, intolerance, anger. It's not fair. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. I mean, I, I, I agree. It, it's, it is. At, but, but at that, at its root, the goal here. We kind of talked about it briefly before we came on the air. Is it's about dividing us, right? I mean, it really is about trying to pit one against the other. And 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 there's one particular group that has consistently kind of uh, um, pushed this agenda. It seems to me. And that group, they're they're called Democrats. <laughs> the Democratic Party has, yep. has been pushing this agenda. Yeah, and it's uh, it's really kind of sick. You know, it's sick. Uh, the idea that that uh, all whites are evil. Uh, what they want to do with the left, the extreme left, wants to eradicate everything that white people have done. And that means Western civilization. It means all the medical advances. It, it means Shakespeare. They want to eliminate all of that. And I, I believe that the, the intention or the goal of the extreme left wing of the Democratic Party is to uh, replace our republic with a totalitarian state run by the deep by the deep state, the, yeah. the unelected bureaucrats in the government. That's what they really want. And and one of the ways they're trying to achieve that is by demonizing the majority white population. Well, and, and, and the sad part about that, you know, is, is, is that they have been able to uh, continue. Uh, a friend of mine who recently passed, Bishop uh, George Dallas McKinney, wrote a book called The New Slave Masters, where he talked about, you know, yes, you had the Civil Rights Act that was passed, but along with it, you had Lyndon Johnson's Great Society and the welfare program. And the welfare program was essentially an effort to try to enslave people once again, and they've been pretty successful with it. I talk about this uh, to a great extent in, in The War on Whites, how the Democratic Party's welfare system has had a tremendously awful effect on the black community, uh, destroyed the black family, um, and and tried to, the intention, as you say, is, is to make blacks dependent on the government. Uh, the the imp implication is that blacks are not smart enough or strong enough to make it on their own, and they need the help of the government. Well, that's an, that's a racist attitude right there, and and, and it puts black people. Uh, in this, uh, what I call the victim mentality, uh, if we if we want to really do something about poverty in this country, uh, what we should be aiming to do is uh, indoctrinate black people in the idea that they are strong enough to to take responsibility and and take responsibility for all of the uh, things in their community that they're not happy with, instead of blaming whites or anybody else. You know, I, I, something else, too, that, that, that I think, you know, when we talk about the Democratic Party or the Democrat Party and, and, and that whole situation is, and, and I know, we, you know, 1950, we, we could say that there was a, a, a systemic racism to a form, but let's not forget that the Republican Party started in 1854 with the sole purpose of abolishing slavery 
and with the purpose of allowing black Americans to vote. I mean, they, 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 that, that was a big chunk of, of, of what the Republican Party began and, and, its, and, its, gen, and its genesis. So for 100 years before 1950, right, you, you had white people who were fighting and dying so that black people had the right to be free and vote. And the black family had benefited from that going into the 1960s with moms, dads, and kids and the most intact families in the country. Yeah, I, I, you know, one of the things I have to be very careful of, uh, when I wrote The War on Whites, I wanted to be sure that people didn't get the idea that I'm anti-black. Right. Because when, I, when I'm defending white people, that doesn't mean I'm attacking anybody else. White people need to be defended right now. And, and as I said, it, it's to the benefit of blacks and Hispanics and other minorities that we stop demonizing whites because everybody has to take responsibility for themselves. Everybody has to say, you know, I am, I am a powerful human being, regardless of my skin color. And, and that's, that, see, that goes back to Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King, this is the, the biggest social development of the 20th century. Martin Luther King said, we got to stop uh, judging people on the, based on their skin color. But we have to judge people based on the content of their character. So he's talking about equality, talking about a colorblind society. Well, the left today says, no, we, we reject the idea of a colorblind society. That's racist. Now, their logic is up, so completely upside down. But they have a lot of people convinced of this. Uh, largely because the media has has come on board. The media uh, today is in the pocket of the Democratic Party. And if you watch MSNBC or CNN or read the New York Times or the Washington Post, you're, you're getting nonstop this, this leftist ideology. Uh, and people need to be told the truth. I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, I was taking a walk recently. I met my neighbor on the street. Okay. And started talking about the election, the last uh, presidential election. And she said uh, she hates Donald Trump. And I said, why? And she said, because he lies. He lies. And I said, well, what about Joe Biden? Doesn't he lie? Oh, no. I said, uh, what about all the, the evidence of his corruption? Well, she said, that's a lie. I've been to, I listened to CNN and MSNBC, and they told me that that's a lie. Now, she is typical, I believe, of millions of Americans who've been brainwashed to, to believe lies about what's taking place. And, yeah, and, Joe, uh, Joe, Joe Biden, the plagiarizer, he, he, he never lies. No, uh, <laughs> but, but see, this is, this is the real danger. Yeah. The, left, the left, and by the way, I believe they're a minority in this country, but they have managed to take over the influence centers. They've taken over the media. Yeah. They've taken over academia. Hollywood, and now uh, corporations, a big tech, uh, taken over by this leftist uh, mentality that says that all white people are oppressors. And uh, somebody has to push back. And that, that's my, my uh, contribution to this whole thing, is that I write books attempting to inform people of what's really going on. And people, people need to read The War on Whites to understand 
how insidious this whole thing is. And uh, one of the one of the big examples I give in the book, um, I talk about these diversity trainings. Well, everything today is DEI diversity, right? Equity and inclusion. Yeah, that's a big lie. That's a big lie. Diversity uh, is, is another way of saying let's have fewer white people around. Um, but what I point out in the book, corporate all just about every corporation and government agency has what they call diversity training that is imposed upon its employees. Right. And what these diversity trainings do is they tell white employees, and I'm not making this up, by the way. It's, a, it's, all, it's all cited, referenced in my book. Uh, they tell white people, you have to undo your whiteness. Uh, Coca-Cola told its employees to be right. less white. Now, what the hell does that mean? And, and think about this. Suppose Coca-Cola told its black employees to undo their blackness be less black. There would be riots going on for weeks. But sure. white people put up with this. And this is the amazing thing. We have millions of white people who, who have come to a position where they don't like themselves. They don't like white people. Nobody likes white people. Well, they in turn, they, it's like, it's, it's like they, they, they believe that they are somehow guilty. And this is why, and I'll be honest with you, this is why when we get into the conversations, and, and that's why I was saying, when you were saying, yeah, there there was this systemic racism, but but you got to go all the way back, even to our founding, and recognize the contributions of of blacks in the American Revolution. Recognize that that yes, you had uh, a a racist, but but you know the people in the South, and I'm not I'm not arguing that 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 they didn't mistreat people. I'm not saying that. But they did not see this as 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 a as a race issue in many instances. This was just this was commerce. That's this was commerce. This was cheap labor, and that's what they saw it as. And it's it's sad how human life was devalued. It's terrible, but we devalue human life today. Yeah, I, I had a very interesting uh, luncheon with a, a book editor. Um, from a major uh, New York publishing house that was publishing one of my books. And she was a black lady, and she said, you know, the people who founded this country, uh, they didn't believe in inequality. They, they didn't believe. And I, I tried to argue, very difficult to argue that. I, I believe that they did, that they understood very clearly. Uh, and it says in, in the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution that all men are created equal. The problem at that time, there were political considerations. Uh, the blacks, uh, the southern states, would have seceded uh, if, if uh, they had tried to push this at that time. But eventually, uh, you know, we had the Civil War, and, and this is what I love about this country. It's not perfect, but it corrects itself. As we go along, it keeps correcting. And I believe that the, the essential, uh, the essence of what is America is that everybody is equal that that, uh, that that skin color does not determine your your destiny, and uh, this is becoming. We're kind of catching up with that now. It's taken a while, but we're getting there. As I say, the country is not perfect, but give me another country that's better. We're we're the best country in in the world. We are the least racist country in the world, and uh, much of that uh, is the doing of white people, and they need to be given credit for it. 
Well, in order to create a more perfect union, I mean that that phrase kind of sums up that that the that the founders recognized that that they didn't have a perfected union, that there were issues, that there were flaws, that there were disagreements. Like I say, there there was a devaluation of certain people's lives. They were they were devalued and 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 there was a an argument and if I if I understand my history correctly, we came we were one vote short of abolishing and not including slavery at the very onset of the acceptance of our constitution in seventeen eighty nine. Well, as I said, it was it was a political expediency. If if they had attempted to go full bore with that, they would have lost the country. We, we never would have we wouldn't have a country, uh, or we would have two countries. Yeah, we have the North and the South, but they were practical about it, and they said, "Okay, we'll we'll hold off on this one." Now it eventually caught up with us. Mm-hmm. Well, and 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 again, you know, the the Civil War. Uh, created that the emancipation proclamation but you know we we forget also that there were a, there were a number of free black americans in the north uh, that the north was working very hard there were mem- people in the north the underground railroad uh, th- those are i mean the majority of the people who were engaged in that were white yeah the thing that i find really quite incredible is you have to you have to look at it in historical context uh, the country was formed in the 18th century. We're talking about a whole different mindset in the world. And the men who got together and created the Constitution and created our country were geniuses. These guys were forward-thinking geniuses. It's amazing that they were able, at, at that time, in the 1780s, uh, to come up with the notions that they did is, is really incredible. Really incredible. Well, and and to your point, you know, when you look at, at the landscape at that point in time, there was slavery everywhere. I mean, you know, if you talked to uh, to a Scottish person in that day and age, uh, they 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 would tell you that that they felt as though England was enslaving Scotland, <laughs> right? Well, slavery has been a part and parcel of human existence forever. Uh, it's not something that was created in the United States. Um, yep. So, it, it, you, as I say, you have to look at the historical perspective. But the beauty of it is it's now ancient history. And uh, a lot of the, the, the racial uh, people like uh, 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 Reverend Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson, they, they want to bring all that stuff up and and say, look, you know, we had racism and we had we had slavery, and it's an ancient history. Well, Tom when you oh. Ed, and 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 when you look at it in context of okay, you know, here in America, you know, we we don't have that. Now you can you can get into arguments about you know how the government enslaves us through taxes and things that, but that's everybody. But when you talk about the rest of the world. There are more slaves now than there have ever been in history. 
but not in the United States of America. The United States of America has been the country that has been pushing back against the slavery that is happening around the world, at least in 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 the light. This is this has been, you know, our our moral high ground. Yeah, and the point the point of the war on whites is they're trying to turn it around now against white people and in a sense enslave white people to this notion that that white people are evil. Yeah, that, yeah. This is really crazy. It's really crazy when you look when you think about it. But uh, we we have to we have to acknowledge it. We have to be aware of it, and we have to stop it. We can't. We can't have a situation where intimidated white employees are told to undo their whiteness, and they're afraid of saying anything because they'll get fired. Uh, we can't have small children being told that that uh, if they're white, they're evil. We can't have that, and uh, it, it's time that we we acknowledge what's going on, and we then put a stop to it. But we have a president right now who is working in the opposite way. He's, he's in favor of equity. Equity is the opposite of equality. Yeah, yeah. Biden has a, there's an, a new executive order that he's put into effect where all of the agencies of the federal government uh, have to, in effect, stop hiring white people. <laughs> That's, right. And it's, it's amazing. If you, really, if you look at it, and, and did we know about it? Most people don't know about it because the media wouldn't report it. But it's right. incredible how racist uh, the Biden administration is and how anti-white they are. Uh, th- this kind of thing is, is now uh, condoned by the federal government. Well, and, and when you look at, yeah, and not to interrupt you, but when you look at, like, for example, new pilot hiring, you know, they're talking about, well, we don't, we don't want, you know, we don't want white pilots we 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 want we want a diversity of pilots. We don't care whether they're proficient. We don't care whether they're ready. I mean, I'm all for whoever is the the best guy to fly that plane, red, brown, yellow, black or white. We need the best guy sitting in the seat that's going to ensure that if something happens, he can handle the situation and keep the passengers safe. Period. Yeah. Diversity is the opposite of of meritocracy. Well, this, this look, country yeah. great is merit, meritocracy. Yep. You have the best person for the job, not not a person based on skin color. Now, United Airlines, you, you, you're talking about the airline. United Airlines uh, has announced that 50%, going forward, 50% of their pilots will be selected from minorities and women. Now, to me, that's a racist policy because... Irrespective of qualifications. When I'm up there at 30,000 feet, man, I don't want to think that that guy, sit, that man or woman sitting in the cockpit is an affirmative action pilot. That's scary. And the same thing is happening in medicine. Uh, 23 out of the top 25 medical schools are, have adopted critical race theory. And they're trying to, to bring uh, minorities into medical school regardless of their qualifications. And what that means going forward is that if you have to go in for surgery, it will be an act of suicide because you don't know who's, when you look up and look at that surgeon, you don't know if he's up there because he had the best grades in medical school or if he's there because he won this year's social justice award. And that is scary. 
Well, uh, you know, and, and we'll kind of close with this, but, but, you know, think about the, 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 the billionaire that went down on that, on that sub, all of them died. And one of his statements was, well, you know, I, I just, I want diversity in my, in my pilot. I don't want some 50 year old white submarine guy, uh, taking us down there because diversity is more important than, than I guess the safety of those that went much now to, to their sadness. See, I, I think the whole idea of diversity is the wrong idea. What we should be aiming for is maintaining our standards. And with, with diversity and the lack of meritocracy, it means the standards have to be lowered. Everything has to be brought down. Well, that's the worst thing that can happen to us right now. And, and yeah. we have to fight that. Yeah. Well, the, the, whole, the whole idea here is, is a hand up not a hand out and certainly not a hand down. And, and, and so, you know, bringing equality means that when you see somebody that, that needs help in order to raise their standard, in order to, in order to be more successful, then you, you, you mentor them. I mean, that's, you know, in, in Christianity, it's called discipleship. Discipleship is is elevating people, not 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 you dropping down, but you helping to raise them up. Yeah, Thomas Sowell has a, a great idea. He says, you know, he says I, I uh, wanted to be a basketball player. He said, and uh, I had the the opportunity was there for me. I could be a basket. I had the opportunity to be a great basketball player. What I didn't have was the talent. <laughs> and you know that's the problem today uh, if you are and this is something I, I, I stress in the war on whites today if you're a black person or an Hispanic person and you are competent you have, will have no trouble getting a job companies are fighting with each other to get qualified minority applicants uh, the, the, the opportunity is there if you're qualified and affirmative action uh, the problem with affirmative action is it's only good for people who are unqualified. Yeah. If you're qualified, you don't need affirmative action. Yeah. If, if, you're, if you're qualified, if you have the qualifications to be a physician, good, go for it. You can do it. There's nothing stopping you. But, yeah. but we can't lower the bar and say, we're going to bring people in to medicine because of this, based on their skin color. We can't have pilots uh, based on their skin color or their gender. Uh, if that happens, that's the end of America as we know it. And we won't be able to compete, for example, with the Chinese. Right. Because the Chinese don't give a damn about your skin color right. or, or your gender. You know, when they, they want the best scientists, the best, uh, the, the best people. And if we're going to compete on the world stage, uh, we have to do the same thing. Here, here. This whole war on whites is, is going in the wrong direction. It would, and, and if it continues, uh, we're going to become a third world country. Yeah, if if we're if we're not already headed there, or or haven't already somewhat arrived by the by the by the methodology they've put in place, hopefully we can get this generation back. And I appreciate, yeah, thank you for for uh, for bringing this out. The war on whites, Ed Brodo. Uh, thank you so much for being with me today. I greatly appreciate it, sir. A pleasure. Thank you.
All right, folks, we're going to take a break. Uh, More Chosen Generation coming up right after this brief break. I'm your host, Pastor Greg. So up next, we have Clan Slate. When you have different things like cancer and different diseases that are autoimmune related, it can really help with inflammation because you're helping clean the body. Clan Slate is a formula that's made from a natural orthosilic acid that basically is put into a formulation that's naturally occurring that uses different processes from polarization to heating to cooling to different types of catalysts which will go in the body and really help communicate to get rid of those things that don't need to be there. People don't understand why there's so many autoimmune disorders, but our environment's toxic. The land, air, and water have changed. We've been exposed to nuclear war, and the issue is if there's a nuclear bomb or there's pollution or there's war in one country, it actually affects everything up to the stratosphere. So we're all connected, and we've really got to clean things out. You can pick up your clean slate today at cgrforlife.com. That's cgrforlife.com. Pick up your clean slate today. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, CEO of MyPillow. Retailers, shopping channels, and now even banks have tried to cancel myself and MyPillow. Well, during these times, your support has meant everything to us. So my employees and I want to personally thank each and every one of you by passing the savings directly on to you. We're selling the best products ever for the best prices ever. For example, we have my standard size MyPillow, regularly $69.98, now only $19.98 with your promo code. Or you can get custom fit with my premium queen size MyPillows, regularly $79.98, now just $29.98. Or my king size, regular $89.98, now just $34.98. So go to MyPillow.com now and use the promo code on your screen or call the 1-800 number below to receive this exclusive offer. If you do it right now, I'm going to include a free gift with your purchase. Thank you and God bless. Hi, I'm Tim Sheff, a certified natural health practitioner of over 40 years. I want to introduce you to a product that changed my life. The product's called Vibe, available at cgrwellness.com. I thought I was on a good nutritional program before I discovered Vibe. I was taking the traditional vitamin mineral tablets, wasn't really feeling any different. So I tried Vibe. Vibe is an all-in-one vitamin mineral supplement. It's a liquid multivitamin. It's cold-pressed, whole food source, non-radiated, gluten-free, and has no pasteurization. Vibe is like fresh juicing without all the work. It supports four areas of the body cardiovascular health, immune health, anti-aging, and healthy cell replication. Vibe is available in a 32-ounce bottle for home use or a very handy one-ounce travel packet for life on the go. The first time I tried Vibe, I had more energy in about 20 minutes. I started thinking clear. Even believe I slept better. Get yours today at cgrwellness.com. Coupon code CHOSENGENRADIO at checkout and receive $20 off your first order of $50 or more. That's cgrwellness.com. Coupon code CHOSENGENRADIO. Get yours today. These statements have not been evaluated by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Negative products do not treat, reduce, cure, or prevent disease. My passion is the fight for freedom. My father fought for World War II defending our country. Today, we are no longer fighting with guns. Instead, we are fighting an ideological battle for control of our country. By contributing to causes that support your constitutional rights, I am Patriot Mobile. You can support Chosen Generation and make a tax-deductible... 